Testing, testing. The slug. Yeah, sure. I'll grab a shower. Then we might as well head out for a few after. I'm wrecked. We're all wrecked. A cold shower will flower the owl's face muscles and get the blood rushing. This creates a much friendlier biological environment for some lovely pints. Where's Cullen? I asked Brendan while rummaging for my towel that's caught up somewhere between the back of my clean clothes and the front of my dirty clothes. Gone for a nap, Brendan replies, from the main room of the three-bedroom apartment that all eight of us squash into, creating favela-like scenes. Classic slug, referring to Cullen's alter ego. He loves his naps. Classic slug, I laughed at Brendan. No other words would ever come to mind. Cullen has been getting up at 5am for work all summer. He works an hour and a half away at a construction site that takes three buses to get to. (coughs) His job's piss easy. All he has to do is sweep the floor after the construction workers have done their bit. In an effort not to come off innocent and also to prove his job doesn't suck balls, which it definitely does, Cullen tries to drink and session as much as the rest of us, ultimately losing out on some very much needed sleep. Earlier in the day, during a six-hour session at the beach, Brendan, Connor, Barney, Cullen and I had seven or eight cans of caribou malt, a traditional Canadian malt beer with 8% alcoholic content, which is now brewing within our stomachs. So... We were royally tipsy by the time we got back to the apartment. I've got the shower running in Cullen and Brendan's bathroom, a terrifically acquitted location to freshen up early after waking, preferably around sunrise, or for somewhere else to drain your dangleberries. Cullen is napping on his four-inch mattress, which is flopped on the apartment floor like wet bread on a chopping board. I hear cackling snores stabbing through the gaps of the door separating us. Sleeping Beauty usually tries to power nap for 10 to 12 minutes. He says that's the perfect time to catch a second wind. However, the 15 minute mark into the nap is known as the point of no return. You know, where you wake up on Jupiter and feel like your head is located on your arse and your chest somehow has pins and needles. Before I even get the chance to take my boxers off, I hear two more voices in the bedroom. Barney has discovered the slug. In fact, Cullen has been asleep for about 25 minutes now. I poke my head out of the bathroom door and see that both Barney and Connor have begun to try and wake him. But he's the equivalent of my bitch wife when she gets lippy. He's knocked the fuck out. God, she's a bitch. Surprised, intrigued, and most importantly, intoxicated as they are, the boys decide to try and wake Cullen. Cully, Kulski, Schlug, Mick, Cullars, the incredible Schlug. In more interesting ways, this opens with a cheek slap, then a head shake, maybe a nose flick, shoulder shake, cheek slap, slightly harder cheek slap, slightly even harder cheek slap. Someone suggests their balls go on his chin. No, his forehead. No, his chest. Next thing you know, Connor's yelling, I'm not putting my balls in his mouth. Put yours in, yours are fit better. Eyes are shifting, fingers are pointing, 
Evil grins are splashing. Put him in a wheelie bin or an office chair and go full weekend at Bernie's with him. Except this time with drool and the smell of pissy trousers. That was one of my ideas. On a side note, Bernie suggests a fist past wood and I quote, Revolutionised the NFL sport in itself. I want to disagree and give him shit for outrageously changing the topic. But first I pause and question whether he thinks he could actually fist pass further than he could throw. The way he holds an American football looks like he's going to puncture it with his big pig flipping fingers. Kulski's got two kicks in the ribs now. One from Connor, one from me. But they've made little to no effect on his consciousness. I wonder what he's dreaming right now. Is his drunken paradise being tainted by our attempts in waking him? All of a sudden, I see it. I see his dream. I see it in a cloud above his head. So clear. I'm there. He's in his McDonald's uniform. He barks. What did he do? To the half-full fast food joint. But no one's approaching the counter for their order. What did he do? Your order is ready. What did he do? What did he do? One fifty two. Your order is ready. One fifty two. He can't remember who one fifty two is, but the meal had just been ordered seconds ago. How come he can't find the orderer of this filet fish meal? Kolsky's favorite meal from Mackie D's, by the way. Sorry, did you say one fifty two? It's me. I've ordered it. I'm on the other side of the counter. He knows it's me but he treats me as if he's never met me. There's no reason for this. It's just the atmosphere of the dream. A rule that he simply just doesn't question. He just flows with his subconscious. Yes, yes, you're right, sir. 152. Would you like that to go? Nah, I'm actually number five. Thanks anyways, though. I giggle at him as I walk out of the shop and towards the blur of his imaginary boundary. I've one-upped him. Even in his dream. That's how I figure his dreams go. More torture from his best mates. Honest work. Heaven. The boys have four or five pints slithered down their gullets in the pub below. Cullen continues to lie in solemn. Ray there to mind him. Ray hasn't been saving money quite as well as he'd expected. While the idea of pints might have given him a small hard-on. The idea of paying for pints would always throw him back flaccid quicker than a county football player could bring up the fact that he is a county football player. Cullen's been woken up by Ray, somehow, during his trip to the bathroom. Ray, quietest of the bunch. Quieter than the lad who's 24 and sells robbed yolks at underage discos labelled chicken nuggets and trips. Now that Cullers has resumed consciousness, I wonder who took his place in the imaginary McDonald's. The thought of Kulski being substituted by a guy who looks like Prince and calls the orders out at a decibel level higher than the stoner down your road who listens to nothing but Nirvana and Kid Cudi and smoother than the chicken you get at a dodgy Chinese relieves me. 152! 152! Your order is here! 152! All poor El Cullen has done is go for a short nap 
to rejuvenate from the six-hour beach session, drinking caribou malt and throwing a ball like a six-year-old with fish fingers for fingers. This all so we can head out for a long night composed of another caribou malt sixer and an after party for the karma gig in the venue in Davies Street. But now he's woken up with three small random bruises on his torso and the feeling of a single hair tickling the back of his throat.